Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. M2, you intro yourself third, okay? Eddie, I'll go first. You go too, Eddie. Okay. 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 No, that's fine. If you can't hit the button, no, well, they're waiting for the podcast right now in Abu Dhabi, Bali, Tokyo, Nevada. Ray, New York can City. you hear me? That's fine. I'll do it live. We are the one, two, three. Sore, Sore losers! What's up, y'all? It is Sizen. I'm from the north. I'm an alpha male. I live on the west side of Nashville, Tennessee, in the central time zone here in the United States of America with Baser, my wife of eight months, happily married. If you guys need any advice, hit us up on Instagram at Sizen Raimundo. I can give you that eight-month marriage advice, how we have stuck together through thick and thin. Eddie? Yeah, this, I mean, this is weird without the sports penis, but what's up? I'm Eddie, and I know the least about sports. I'm your average sports fan, though. Sports watcher. Don't know the who's who's. Don't know the what's what's. Uh, Morgan? Uh, no, Eddie, I know the least about sports on this week's mm. podcast. True. But I like to party it up on Broadway and have a good time now that <laughs> COVID is pretty much towards the end of it. So, you know, I'm back to my normal partying ways. Morgan, wow. do you also live on the west side with Baser? I don't live with Baser, but I do live on the west side. Wow. There you go. The pop inside of town is where that is. It's the new uh, east side. Hey, Ray, everyone's what? wondering. Go ahead. You want to tell everyone where Lunchbox is? So Lunchbox is out. Uh, Eddie, if you can go ahead and cover that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Morgan, um, I think everyone's just wondering the same thing. I'm you want to just let it. <laughs> 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 uh, no, s- seriously, Lunchbox is out. He's dealing with some family things right now, but he should be back next week. I'm hoping he's back next week. Uh I cannot comment uh, on exactly what's happening, but uh, anyone thinking maybe possibly that he did it? I got a cavity, it, y'all. I got to sit out a couple. Possibility. Coach, his Instagram says he's chilling on the beach drinking wait, Jack. So, wait, so, so we, we got a cheated and he has a cavity? Those are two very different things. And he's on the beach chilling with Jack. So he cheated on the beach while getting a cavity. 
I cheated. <laughs> Guys, I'll ask if they can do the ISDN line in rehab. I mean, we did ask. <laughs> now he's in rehab. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying we can't say exactly, but we may have said where he is. <laughs> know what I'm saying? Dude, I mean, the, the dude I, hasn't really drank that much, but he has been pounding the jack since he was in Tampa. That's awesome. I, know, I like did people. You, did you see the fish that he caught? Uh, I I didn't know if that was part of the ad as well. No, no, no. This is a separate. This is a separate post. He caught some fish or whatever, and I mean, coach, it was the size of his hand. Duh, the closer you hold it to the camera, it always makes it look bigger, <laughs> ladies. Wait, Eddie, are I mean, you like a fish expert? Because you go fishing all the time now. I I do go fishing all the time, but here here's the thing, Morgan. So when you catch a fish, you have to be careful what you post. Is it a joke? Yeah, you can post the little one. Like I've gone fishing for like hours and the biggest fish i caught was like three inches and so i'll post that like great i mean this is the biggest fish i caught but it seemed like his was like yeah i'm at the beach here's my fish and it was really the size of his hand well and that's the thing it's never when you're catching fish it is never the size of the rod it is always how you wiggle the worm boys and i will hang up and listen on that one what does that mean think about it coach morgan I don't, I don't know. I, sometimes Ray talks and I have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, that's most of the time. Hey, but really we were talking about, like, hey, okay, so Lunchbox isn't here. Well, what are we going to talk about? And Ray wanted to talk sports, obviously, because we're a sports podcast, but he didn't watch a single game. I said I wasn't able to watch the NBA game. I go to bed at 6 p.m. These games out west in the valley is what they call themselves now. Start at 8 p.m. I'm already two hours deep in bed. By the time the games even get underway, I saw the score. I saw the Suns won by 10. So that tells me CP3 is back to the CP3 who previously was known as CP3. And that also tells us Devin Booker is getting the nae from Kendall Jenner. She, she is. The? Aren't they dating? Are they? I believe. So Morgan? Who? Is uh, oh Kendall Jenner, who is he dating? Is it an NBA guy? do some research she was dating a basketball player but she's kind of gone on and off i think she is mike kendall jenner which one is she is she the oh yeah mm. she's she's dating devin booker she's the not that's why we need her on the show more i like the female perspective Uh, oh she's yeah yeah yeah. okay got it you know what that's ass right this is what it feels like when i talk to you okay kendall jenner is the one without the horse's butt uh, is she of the, the what? what of the Kardashians? Is she, is she the rich one? Excuse me, no, that's Kylie Jenner, who is like the that richest sucks. out of all of them. And Kylie's the one where you see the glow ups from what she used to look like into now. Oh no, that's Kendall too. Kylie and Kendall both. Oh, which one is Kim? Kim Kardashian. Coach, just go to the smut sites. Like, She'll be me, on those with Ray J. Explain what she looks like. She's the one that dated Kanye. Oh, and they're not married anymore. No, Big D. I cheated. I don't know if they're officially divorced, but I think they were going for it. Hmm. I'm turning up Morgan's microphone a little bit. Uh, you truck driver, sorry about that. It might have been a little bit low, but just put your ears next to the speaker if you want to hear that voice. Sorry, I don't yell like Raimundo or Lunchbox. Hey, can you boost the volume of M2? Apparently, <laughs> this is just a trolling <laughs> podcast now. I was driving through the valley a little lonely. <laughs> hey, why do they call it the valley, Ray? I'm... <laughs> uh, uh, Steve used to live out there. Why the hell do they call it the Valley, Phoenix? Because <laughs> it's in a valley. But there you go. I don't think, <laughs> hey, hey, it is. It's a, it's a valley. It's like, there's like a big, it's like a dust bowl. There's a huge amount of mountain ranges around it, and it's in a valley. It's literally they just the They call Phoenix the Valley? Like when? Like the last 
two months or when did they start calling? I, I, I think it's more Valley? of a, it, it's more of a regional thing. I don't think it's ever made it this way, but out there in the West Coast, that's known as the Valley. Um, we have a valley in SoCal as well, where it's over the mountain. It's in a valley. It's a dust bowl. But yeah, I get just, that. Like a, the valley, Silicon Valley, they've been calling that for years, right? Yes, and then the valley in LA, which is basically like uh, where I lived in Van Nuys, Sherman Oaks, on the other side of the Hollywood Hills. That's the valley. But it's really just basically. I mean, it sounds cool, but it really is just topography. It's just what the landscape is. It's a valley. I, I get it, but why put it on jerseys? Like they are the Phoenix Suns, but you look at the jerseys. It's confusing my kids. Like Morgan. No, I get that point. Yeah, it, it kind of confuses the branding of what it is. But those are those jerseys where they are the ones where it's the what's the name for them? The local jerseys. The um, you know what I'm talking about where they came out with one for every single team where it's uh you know what I'm talking about Ray customized the cu- it's not customized but it's like a um a hometown version and so it's really catered to that that local area so to yeah, put it hey, on blast nationally it is kind of weird I get that point it's stupid it's the it's the finals like, yeah let's go back to the Suns jersey where it says the Suns versus yes. the Bucks if you're gonna go with some old school and cool looking then yes go back to the 90s go to the Charles Barkley jerseys with that cool little basketball shooting across the logo that's rad. Like, you got one of my kids going, like, uh, who, who are you going for? I'm going for the Valley. I'm like, yeah. who's the Valley? Like, what are you talking? It says on their jersey, the Valley. Yeah, I get that. On a national platform, that's a bad choice to use that jersey. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but, get, uh, but Hey, but the games are good, though. I'm mean, Not really, Coach. I mean, Eddie, you it, brought up a great point because if I, I got some, you know, the nephew or whatever, you got kids running around saying, I want to go to the Valley. Well, what if Yankees went local and they did Compton, you know? Dad, I want to go to a Yankees game in Compton. Okay. You know, but it's California. You mean you mean Brook the, the Bronx? Sorry, I was thinking of a rough spot oh, there. Yes. But I mean, the, but Yankee Compton. Stadium is in the Bronx. Yes. So uh, Harlem. Thank you. There you go. Okay, that's best. <laughs> you go to the West Coast. Yeah. What would be a New York one? What would it be like the Yankees I wearing told you. Times Queens. Square? That'd be so stupid. Yeah, what if the I, Yankees? I, or it's a most. It, here we go. It is the World Series, the Yankees versus whoever, the Padres, and you got the Yankees sport in Times Square jerseys. That would be the dumbest thing ever. Hey, it's Yankees versus uh, the the Dodgers, and the Dodgers are wearing Compton, and the Yankees are wearing no, the, like, the Dodgers are wearing Kobe tribute something. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that wouldn't be the heart. That wouldn't be a Dodger feel. It'd be like you know, it totally takes away from the team feel. Correct. It's a, it's a weird thing. And and where did the Suns in four come from? The guy got in a fight. That's a Phoenix Suns fan. In the middle of the fight, he goes, Suns in four. And I mean, who says <laughs> Coach, that? Coach, I think he nailed it. <laughs> I think he nailed it. I don't see the Bucks coming back in this series. Well, 3-0 down. It doesn't take an expert to say the series is over. So the Bucks going back home to Buckville, wherever that 3-0. is. 3-0? Well, I think two, it's only two. It's 2-0. But if it goes 3-0... There no teams come back from three zero. It's happened once. Never or twice. in history. In our world's history, once it's happened in hockey, once in Major League Baseball, maybe now it's happened once in NBA. But it never, for the most part, never happens. So if you're in Buckville, Madison, Green Bay, whatever city they're in, uh, what city is that up there that they're in, Eddie? Uh, Milwaukee. Yeah. So if you're in that one. <laughs> You have got to bring the fans, the fear the buck, whatever they're saying is, fear the deer, mm-hmm. fear the fear the deer. That would make more sense. Fear the, or or uh, the buck. Eddie, yeah, uh, you might you. need to reconnect. No, no, I, no, that was me. I was acting. I was acting. Okay. I uh, could have filibustered with M2. M2, um, I know on the big show, you don't talk about your boyfriend very much. 
Do you guys wa- do you guys watch sports? Uh, the fights, yes. UFC fights? Yeah, because he's a fighter. But I, Dang. besides well, well, that, we don't like really watch sports. It's not really my thing. It's not really his thing either. Does he get? Vi- <laughs> I don't, we don't want to talk too much about him because it's not about him, and, and we don't want to do that. Dude, when he's watching the fights, does he get violent? Yeah, does he get? No, violent? I mean he gets ex- excited, <laughs> but no. Has he hit you? No, gosh, okay. no. Coach, we don't even talk about him on the big show, and you ask. <laughs> That's what we lead with. So aggressive. <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, re- okay, real. Let's go to basketball real quick. Uh, I don't want to really talk about him, but it, it, at the games, you have, you know, it's, they've been in Phoenix, but they also go, they go to the camera, and uh, in Milwaukee, they're like, live in Milwaukee. People have bought tickets to go to the arena to watch the TV screen, and then outside, people that didn't get tickets to watch it inside, they are in the park or whatever the parking lot watching the game on big screens. Morgan number two, if your boyfriend said, I'm a huge, huge fan, will you please come to the arena with me? And you're like, uh, to watch a TV screen, would you go? Yeah, I mean, if it's important to him, yeah. I mean, not like all the time, not like every weekend. But if you want me to go on like a one-off, I would. Why would anyone go to an empty arena to watch a game? If you think about it, though, like it's just a different experience. It's about on a big screen. It's all about the atmosphere. Otherwise, you're sitting at home, maybe with kids. Maybe there's like, you know, you're sitting by yourself and you're like, this is boring. But then you go and watch the game. It's the whole atmosphere. And you get a drink, have a good time. Let me interject. Uh, When I lived downtown, (laughs) before me and Bazer's apartment was demolished by Four Seasons, five star hotel. And condominiums before we were given a two-month eviction notice telling us that we were going to have a wrecking ball going through our front window. Before that happened, the Predators were in a very intense playoff run. They went to the Stanley Cup Finals. So they were setting up TVs in the park. There was, I believe it's called uh, the Music... What is the uh, museum called? It is the... Uh, It's the Country Music Hall of Fame. (laughs) No. Country Music Museum. Yes. Brother, what is it? No, not that. Bro- brother's talking about the painting place. Brother, what? I'm not talking about uh, Sherwin Williams? What? Are you- <laughs> what? So anyways. Home uh, Depot, brother. The Country Music Hall of Fame. Across from there, it's the Walk of Stars. And there's also a park there. Walk they- of Fame Park. Thank you. And I live oh here, guys. Gosh. Those are just some things I don't frequent. But they put up a big TV screen. This is a long story to tell you one small thing. They put up a huge screen. Everybody brought all their chairs. Everybody went and sat out there. I went out there. No alcohol, no chair, or you had to bring your own chair, no bathrooms. You know what the conclusion I came to? This sucks. Bunch of losers. I would rather (laughs) watch it in my own house. How many losers out there, though? (laughs) Thousands, coach. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, just like the the Bucks feed, like when they went to the video. Let me tell you, Morgan number two, you're talking about like oh, drinks flowing, everyone's hanging out. It looked like sardines packed in there, but at the bottom corner of the screen, there was the beer tent. Guess who was in line? No one. <laughs> it was the lady just sitting there with her arms crossed. Like anybody want beers? No beers. Okay. Okay, I can't help that that the atmosphere sucked. I'm just saying I mean, normally those it are the would people be. that go to the park yeah, to I mean, watch a TV screen. If I show up and it's boring like that, then yeah, I would leave. But like I'm just saying, after the past year of being stuck at my house, I'm like itching to do anything to get out of the house. 
Uh, you know? It's just w- weird to me that people would go to an empty arena or a park to watch a game. But anyway, Morgan number two, I don't want to talk about your boyfriend, nothing like that, but he is a fighter. Uh, at UFC, are you guys going to be watching Conor McGregor on Saturday, baby? He is going to be watching, yes. Wait, you're not going no, to? No, no. Oh. Why? I only, I only watch if it's like happening and he's we're like doing other things and he wants to watch it. But like he's going to have a fight night with the boys and I'm boys like, cool. Night. Y'all go do that. I'm going to go out with the girls. It's going to be great. Oh. Okay, so say you guys get married. Like this is not happening or whatever. We're not even talking about your boyfriend because that's not a thing. But uh, if you get these fights are $80 a pop. Yeah. And they happen every other weekend, maybe twice a month kind of thing. Uh, are you going to be cool with $80 a pop for pay-per-view? Good I mean, question. yeah. If he, if that is part of our finances, if we're not trying to save for something, yeah, I don't care. That may, If that makes him happy and he enjoys watching that, he doesn't, if, if that's like his only vice, right? Like if he has other vices, then we may need to figure something out. But what yes. if he likes, what if he likes cocaine and pay-per-view? Uh, well, if he likes cocaine, we wouldn't be dating. So I don't have to be worried about that. <laughs> I was going to say, coach, there's worse vices out there. Uh, no. S- speaking from experience, coach. Oh, like uh, betting? Betting, Ray? But God bless. If he's ordering all those fights <laughs> into, on. we are coming over. Okay. You can punch hey, is, our ticket. Is he someone that we could hang out with? Because, I mean, he does sound kind of cool. Yeah, he's a super cool dude. I think you guys would like hanging out with him. He yeah. looks like Bryce Harper. AM2, <laughs> he looks exactly like Bryce Harper. Morgan, I, I, I'm not attracted to men, but he is one fine looking. <laughs> After he had a couple at the bar. <laughs> yeah, Lunchbox Excuse did me. say that. Mm-hmm. What? He's, he's met him? Yeah, Lunchbox met him when we went out. Oh, wow. Why do you think I got the Bryce Harper reference, Coach? Oh, is that what he looks like? That's what he said. He he thought Bryce Harper walked in the door, but then come to find out it was M2's boyfriend. Wow. <laughs> Do you even know who Bryce Harper is, Morgan? No, I looked him up. They have similarities, but I, I don't... I think if you maybe combined, like, Bryce Harper and Chris Evans, it's more of his look. Dang. <laughs> That's but pretty he's not good really one right or the other, but... If you co- is he a tall dude? If you combine no. the president of the United States and uh, the world's most powerful, richest person, <laughs> that's that's who he's dating. Coach, I don't see Morgan number two dating someone that looks like the president of the United States. I was <laughs> saying powerful people. She picked oh. very powerful people, Coach. Mm. But she's doing looks, Coach. She's not doing personal. I'm not saying Biden, Coach. Okay, president okay. Biden. God bless. <laughs> Hey, so so here's what I found out about the fight, which is cool. Morgan, would you do this? Um, so my wife, and, and this is not my idea. My wife came to me two days ago and said, do you want to hear something cool that I kind of want to do on Saturday? This is why my wife is Coach, awesome. Are, are you sure you'd want to share? I mean, you don't. You can keep it under the vest. <laughs> She's like, you remember Jimmy and Sally? <laughs> Coach, I heard you just hang a pineapple upside down. <laughs> no, Coach. She said, she said, she goes, uh, we. I, I went to the movie theater and they were promoting the fight on Saturday. Wow! One of the dine-in theaters are charging regular, regular price, which is I think is like fifteen dollars for a ticket. I don't know how much movies are. I you just, just the, you just went, coach. Coach, I just give the family the credit card and they buy the tickets. I've never. I don't. I don't know how much they are, but. We could go on Saturday to the movie theater, a dine-in theater where it's like beers are flowing, appetizers, whatever you want, as you watch the McGregor fight. Yeah, why wouldn't you do that? How cool does that sound? I mean, yeah, big theater, surround sound. You don't have to pay 80 bucks. I hate to one-up you, Coach. What? I really hate to one-up you. They're showing it at the park? No, back in ATX and I was single. Coach, best place to watch a fight? 
strip club. Coach, I'm not going to the strip Wait. club with my wife. <laughs> because what happens is usually the cover charge is $20. If there's a fight, they up it a little. Maybe you end up paying $30, $35. You go there. Okay, but Coach, if it's $35, I'm getting it at home. Hold on. Okay. You get in there. They dance. Then when it's time for a fighter to fight, boom, ladies off the stage. Here comes the big white screen. Some big old <laughs> dude pulls it. He grabs it down. Some staffer. And there it goes. The fight's going. You and your boys, let's go. Let's go fight. Hit his ass. Boom, boom. Ow, ow. That's got to hurt. <laughs> then once somebody gets knocked out, the white screen goes up. Ladies back out. Dancing. Sapphire's back on the stage. <laughs> okay. Okay, Ray, I need, like, how often did you do that? Me and Billy and the boys would do it a couple times. I mean, we did it a, a couple handful. times a week. They, they loved doing it on a Saturday night. For whatever reason, it was their thing. Yellow Row, it was, uh, what was it? Go Yellow Rose was one of them. Yellow was one of them. There was Landing one, Strip. Was it Mafiosas or is that a pizza Pal- place? Palazios. Palazios. I knew it was something like that. That was the one down south. Yeah, Palazios was awesome. So you go there, and they, but sometimes their timing was off. So sometimes a fight would start, and you still got a girl. You know, they're all hanging all over in the screen, and you're like, you're trying to move the woman out of the way so you can get locked in on the fight. But at the same time, you're also locked in on her. Coach, it is. It is. Uh, <laughs> It is a little too much for the eyes at times. There, there's a would, lot going on. Would some of the girls come sit with you as you watched? No. So the, I, the, the fight. Watch the fight. Yeah, there were guys that were heavy rollers. They, they didn't, they're not going to the guys that just got out of college. I mean, we were there, and we were drinking beers. But, yeah, the girls were hanging with other dudes, and then they would get back up and dance. Can, but, I, can I ask you guys something? Yes. About, mm-hmm. like, strip clubs? Yes. yes. I understand, like, you know, a good time for a bachelor party and you're doing all kinds of wild things because it's your last hurrah or whatever. Oh, yeah. But, like, on a day to day occasion, <laughs> out of like all the bars that you could go to, uh huh. Why go to a strip club that often? Sounds like a problem, right? I, well, like, yeah, like, I get it. Like, I get why it's fun to do, like, a, as a celebratory thing. But I just am just very curious, like, the people that go very consistently. Why is that the option over a bar? No judgment. No. Morgan, number two. No. The last time I went, real quick, the last time I went oh, was... Oh, hold on. Let me I get was, the cobwebs off this file, coach. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a long time ago. <laughs> I, I was still in my 20s. Yeah, you had in the attic for those memories, coach. And my cousin goes, come on, I'm taking you one, right? I go to a strip club, and the last thing I saw was a wife sitting next to her husband as the husband was getting a lap dance. And the wife was just had her arms crossed and just looking down at the floor as he was getting his thing. And I'm like, this is not healthy. Like, this is not no. good. No, that that's uncomfortable. So you're right. People that go to these places, right, twice a month on a Friday just because the boys want to go, what, what's the point? Uh, it, do I have the floor? Yeah, you have yes. the floor. Okay, no so. No judgment floor, actually. No, no, no. Judgment free, coach. So in Austin, Texas, when I just got out of college, for whatever reason, with my crew, my entourage, it was huge to go to strip clubs. So for those years when I was 22, 23, up until I moved here at 24, those three years, it was every Saturday night the boys were going to the strip club. And, and it wasn't that guys were buying dances. It was just a camaraderie thing. That's where we were catching up. How was work this? What? You know, it, you know how, how, how's, the, how's the office been? What 
the sound hey, effect is happening. Because hey, it's before you were married, though, right? What did you? Yeah, yeah. Hey, what'd you say? You just started Solar Winds. <laughs> I mean, for whatever reason, that was it. You got you jack with guys. Guys would leave their cars there. You're checking them in on Facebook at a strip club. It was just the thing. Wait, what? I I don't know. It it was ma- one of our major hubs. All right. And, Did and, you ever do it when you moved to Nashville, like before you met Bay? That's the question I was looking for. So in in Austin, you? guys, I don't want to get too in depth because I I'm married now, so it's not like I'm just free flowing. This I'm having to very hard think about this stuff. It's not like the memories are just right there, readily available. But what I'm saying is, in Austin, the girl, the, I think the girls were a lot more attractive, and they were awesome dancers. For what you had the UT University of Texas, you had Texas State girls. No, they, there were no college <laughs> girls stripping. That's hey, a complete lie. I mean, yeah, some girls at 18 do go and become strippers, Eddie. Yeah, they're not in college. Thank you, M2. Let me get back on track. I thought they were a lot better. You came to Nashville. I didn't think they were as good, and the strip clubs were a little more rundown. In Austin... Uh, Coach, when you say as good, you mean dancing or just... Pretty. All of it. In in Austin, they made the it was it was almost it looked like a thing out of Vegas. Sometimes you'd be driving down a road in Austin, that one that's outside of town landing strip. It looked like a mansion, and it then it had palm trees, and it was out in the middle of nowhere. They, they not a little off the beaten path. They made them look very nice. They they were good strip clubs in Austin, Nashville. Ugh, rough. Uh, the times I've gone in Nashville, it's been for when my boys come to town. The wife is all cool with me going. She's come with me a couple times. So, but those are maybe once or twice a year. But I, I would want- go. I would go to strip club right now after work for a buffet if you guys really wanted to. Yeah, and the, the eating thing is also <laughs> another. Yeah, question. eating while there's boobs in yeah, your face. Yeah, does that feel like Eddie reconnect? I'll filibuster. <sighs> does that feel like um? I don't uh, know, healthy. Gross? Healthy. Like, do you feel dirty while you're eating and like there's naked people around? They're not fully naked. In some cities, they can uh, they don't go full. They, it's usually just topless. Him too. Mm, okay. J- just to, to fill know. you in. Good but, to know. But uh, so with the buffets, honestly, the deals are great. You can you can get a solid buffet with drinks for under twenty dollars. Name a bar downtown where you can get fed and booze for under twenty. You can't. Uh, uh, no, Luke's, you know, Luke's bar. <laughs> I'll I'll listen. I'll hang up and listen. You know, no, you know what? I get it. There, there's no hate coming from me. I'm just so curious. But I will say, I like to been, know how Morgan? men brains work. No, I've never been to a strip club. I'm not against going to one. Like, I love that those women totally own their bodies. Like, that's so cool. I, I'd never been to one. Let me though. say this: the food question. I was joking about it. I honestly have never had a meal at a strip club. But <laughs> oh the you one just person did this whole See, he just spiel. Lies to because us. no, no, I'm what? not lying. But that, that's what you why, said. You would do brunch and stuff. I never said that. I just said the deals. That's probably what draws a lot of guys in. You can get food. You get your nut rocks. Coach, coach, coach. Yes. The the deals on food is not what drives the guys in. But let me say this: the one person that we all know that I've seen get a meal at a strip club. Lunchbox. Oh, yeah, I'll take the pasta. Make sure you get some of those <laughs> Parmesan cheese sticks. Hey, that dude can eat. Doesn't matter where he is. Dude, there could be a, there could be a naked girl standing right over his pasta, and he's eating it. We were at Talladega, the one place. Oh, my gosh. Coach, does he know you're telling the story? Yeah, he was married. I uh, was single. Oh, oh my God. And we went to <laughs> oh Talladega. No, he wasn't married. He wasn't. <laughs> Excuse me? No, it was long-distance dating, but they were not fully official. Oh, Anyways, okay. we were at Talladega. They told us the closest place was a strip club to get food. And he ordered Italian. He had uh, spaghetti, 
uh, had his bib all on and everything like that. And you know him when he eats. There was spaghetti splattered on his chest everywhere. And then he also had the little what are the chi- what are the sticks called? What are those? Uh, uh um uh, breadsticks. Ske- skewers. Breadsticks. Oh, coach. breadsticks. So he's doing the breadsticks and the spaghetti. It was a full-on Italian meal at the strip club, and the stripper taps on his shoulder. He turns around with full spaghetti mouth, and she goes, "Would you like a dance?" A dance, and he goes, "Hey, just come back later. I'm eating right now." <laughs> but in his mid-meal, he was still courteous enough to tell her, "Come back later. I'm going to finish this meal." I'm like, "Dude, she ain't coming back later. You had spaghetti." All over your mouth. You were wearing it, Coach. But she's uh, holding the he's holding the breadstick. Uh, would you like a lap dance? Uh, can I still right eat my meal? He's the one <laughs> dude I've seen eat a meal at a strip club. But he was eating it like he was at Olive Garden. I was like, lunch. You realize we're at a strip club right now, and you're asking them for some salt and some extra Parmesan cheese. It's a strip club box. Excuse oh, yeah. Me. Sir, would you possibly have, uh, I don't know, some extra, um, what do you guys do? Do you do the cracked pepper right above me as I'm eating? Something like that fancy? Would you have Excuse another napkin me. I can put on my lap? Mr. Bouncer Man, can I get some salt and pepper? They sent him two girls. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, actually, I meant the real condiment. I'll, <clears throat> I'll grab another napkin. It's not for the food. Uh, I need it for, uh, I'll put it on my lap. Thank you. <laughs> No, no hey. spills or nothing like that. You want a buzzkill? Yeah. You mentioned the landing strip. Yeah, it closed. My, my wife? No, no, no. My wife, when she was a caseworker for Child Protective Services, she had three clients that were strippers there. Dang. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, man. You like even the song "I Fell in Love with a Stripper." Like that's who you're falling in love with. People that got real problems. Like, I I don't know that it's always, like Morgan said, people embracing and loving their bodies. Sometimes people just do that because they need a job, and that sucks. Well, now I just remembered the strip club thing. Eddie, you you can say whatever you want that the girls weren't college girls, but now I'm remembering they they would go to after parties with the strippers. So That's crazy. The strippers were down to go to these. They would have access to mansions. The strippers were very attractive, so then they would have access to guys' mansions, and my boys were rolling with these strippers to mansion parties. Of course, I was in the radio world, so I was getting up at 2 a.m. not having that luxury and um, charmed life. But, yes, that's ended up being the culture of what happened. Now they don't do that anymore. They're all married with kids. I have a question. Yes. I don't anticipate that any of this happened to Eddie or Eddie's friends because it doesn't sound like they hung out there. But, Ray, you or any of your friends, did any of your friends or or you, if you want to share, uh, hooked up with a stripper and you didn't know it? Uh, ne- me, no. And I'm not just saying that because I'm married. I handed the Bible. I didn't. <laughs> Coach, I've never. You don't have to do a disclaimer every single time. <laughs> I've never hooked up with a stripper. But dude here, I can't say any names. Uh, he was one of the bigger pimps on the scene. If you saw him, you would think he was fallout attractive. He's he, a real pimp? No, just like a cool dude. Okay. So he's. So if you're talking about strippers, yeah, Coach, you got to get it straight. Ray I don't know throws pimp out very loosely. My bad. You can't during this conversation, Coach. So this dude, massive on the Nashville scene, he's always at the it places, CNBC. He goes to a strip club, ends up getting a stripper's number, ends up going on dates with a stripper, ends up hooking up with this stripper, ends up having kids with this stripper, ends up having twin daughters with this stripper. Stripper leaves him. She I'm, she could possibly still be stripping, and now he just has the kids. I still follow his Instagram stories, and it's him taking the the kids to Destin. Awesome twin daughters. 
But yes, all from the strip club. That's where the family <laughs> and, and, and tree started. And you know this man? Yeah. I, okay. <gasps> Bazer used to hang out with him all the time. Okay, well, Q, <laughs> I'm in love with a stripper because that's what that was. That is the craziest story I've ever heard. And uh, the, the Instas are awesome. He is a great dad. They're sitting there playing pool games, and I'm like, man. I, I, hey. I, I, I But that's the thing. I never see the mom in the Insta but, story, so I think they did get a divorce. I think well, they're done. Well, you sent to, him a DM just to find out, Coach. I need to know. Coach, dang it. He ain't going to respond. He's one of the bigger dudes in Nashville. I'm going to say, hey, man, real quick for a podcast. I needed some info. Give me some deets. Just wanted <laughs> to know. You guys still it, together? It, who is it? Is, it? is it the mayor? No, not that dude. But he's close. He's best friends with him. Best friends with the mayor? Ooh. There's a dude that owns four Panda. bars downtown and has a son. His oh, son. Aldine. No, not. He owns one bar. Oh. <laughs> he owns a steakhouse and That's one bar. That's how we really know Eddie has never been downtown. <laughs> I have no idea. There's what a I'm dude who's well known. His father owns the massive bars downtown. He has a son. His son is at those bars every night, and his son is best friends with his dude that had two twin daughters with a stripper. Uh-huh. Hold on. Well, I so was more looking a, for a story though that like they wake up one day and the stripper is like, "Hey, I'm asking for some money." No, because normal know. people don't go home with a stripper. What? I think most most guys think they can, and then they wait in the parking lot and there everyone's gone. Like hey, there's, it happens <laughs> in movies. Okay, I just want a real life scenario, Eddie. One if time, you're waiting on the stripper. You got to be there at about four a.m. One time when I was in high school, I think I was like 18, maybe maybe just graduated high school, but I went to a Logan's Roadhouse or like one Texas Roadhouse or something. Me and my brother, and we were we were this before I was married, right? Thank you. And so, uh, and so we were at the bar, and the bartender was just like so nice to me and totally hidden on me. I could tell she was hidden on me. So, hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex boyfriend Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. 
It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Uh, we're getting ready to leave, and I said, what time? I did the whole, what time do you, you get off? Right? She's nice, like, well, Coach. We've never asked that question before. Go. Hey, I'd never, I'd never ask that question. I don't, I, my thing wasn't to hit on bartenders, like, but there was something going on there. I swear there was. And she said, we close at 10, but usually I get out of here about 11, 11 30. Okay. And so, so I was like, I will be back to meet you. She's like, okay, and, I'm going to clean up peanut shells for an hour and a half. Then I'll see you. I can't wait for our first date. <laughs> hey, and me and my brother, we went We went to somebody's house or whatever. And I was like, I got to go. It's 1130. I got to go meet up with this girl bartender at Texas Roadhouse. She's waiting for me. I get there. The place is boarded up. Like There are no cars in the parking lot. <laughs> zero zip. Nothing. So maybe I she got like, done early. <laughs> I feel like that's what everybody does when they go to a strip bar. And they're like, oh, I, I want to go home with that stripper. They, they give an hour or a 30-minute buffer so that <laughs> totally. they know nobody's going to be around. Yeah, so they're just gone. Coach, don't be that butthurt because I had the same thing with Michael Ray. He Wait. told me bus party in a parking lot. <laughs> I met up with the dude. I went to the bars and go, listen, look, I was with Baser and her best friend. I said, I've got the bus party that's going to blow y'all's minds. Let's go to the Hilton parking lot. Come on. We head over there. No bus, n- barely a parking lot. Nobody was there. I got absolutely got by a dude. Yeah, yeah. You, you've been holding on to that one for a while, Ray. Uh, just like five years. <laughs> Morgan, but, have you done that to a dude? Well, well, I, I have a funny story about a bartender, but Eddie, I, the girl probably thought you were drunk and she didn't think you were coming back because that's what typically happens is like bartenders meet like the people that are guests and then they get so drunk and then they never come back, especially like when you're young and college towns or bars that are on trips like mm-hmm. that. They're like, you're never coming back. She's mm-hmm. the one that got away, boys. Okay, coach. Oh, no. <laughs> just kidding. She's the stranger that got away. Um, but, yeah, so so when I turned 21 in my college town. There we go. Now we're getting some real <laughs> Let's go. You do, like, being in a sorority, you do what is called a shot book, okay? And all of <laughs> no, this Is that is, like the elephant walk? I'm oh. telling you, it's the, the coolest <laughs> thing. I still have it. But 21 people in your life. Make a page and like somebody keeps record over the evening and they write each place you get your shot. The purpose is to make is to get you 21 shots on your 21st birthday. Oh, my God. I took 24 shots, by the way. Of course. I surpassed. So Um, you were good for the next three years after that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I went hard. (laughs) Um, I was not well the next day. But 
So in the shop book, though, you have dares on certain pages. And one of the dares was to get the whole bar to sing me happy birthday, which was an easy one in a college town. But another one of the dares was to kiss a random bartender. So I literally went up behind a bar, grabbed a bartender, kissed him, and went along my merry way. Without a warning, just like you come over here. Well, I just went up and I was like, hey, I I have a dare and I need to kiss you. And he was like, okay. And we kissed and I was like, cool, thanks. He gave me a shot and I went away. Dude, you know, I mean, that's a dream scenario for the dude. Yep, and you know he went home. He's like, yes, I'm finally, man. What I'm doing is right, man. I'm freaking <laughs> killing it back there behind the bar. Morgan, was drink. it a peck or a... Oh, gosh, no, it was a peck. I mean, it was just oh. like a kid. It was a stranger, you know? Like, I didn't know this man. I didn't know where he'd been. He so. tries to go for more. He grabs her butt. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan, have you ever made out with a random dude and never saw him again? Oh, yeah. Col- wow. College was wild. And you went to Kansas State? Yeah. I mean, and it was a college town. And what's your, what's your sorority? Tri-Delta. Tri-Delta. Delta, 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 Delta. I, I don't know if I ever knew you were in a sorority. You didn't? Wow. Yeah, Tri-Delta. Mind blown. Yep. Case, but I mean. That's not surprising though, right, Ray? Like, I just can't believe it's never been brought up. <laughs> I, you might be the only one out of, uh, well, maybe Amy. I think Amy was in a sorority. Was she? I think so. Nah, she just hung out of the frat houses. <laughs> Yeah, though I mean, I look back on on like the the frat house and the crazy like date stories I went on in college, and I just went wild. I think that's why I'm a little bit more tame now, but I'm still not very tame. Did you just date frat guys? No, I actually didn't date any frat guys. I, well, I shouldn't say I didn't date. Like I casually dated a few frat guys, but I never was in a full on relationship with a frat dude. I would go to like the date parties with them, which is like a themed party. That's, like, the best p- time. But most of the time, you were just, like, flirting with them for a night, and then you're like, cool, I'll see you around. I'm so curious to see, like, I, everyone I've asked, like, every, everybody that's been in fraternity has been, like, it was the best best decision in, in my in college. Like A hundred percent. The one thing I remember, I don't even know where we were going. Wife just sent me an, an absolute book through a text message, and I read it. I sped read it. Anyways, uh, Just what now? are you talking about? Sorry. My one frat experience, me and South Beach, we found out it was $800 to join the frat. We didn't have $800, so we were only in the frat for like two months. My experience was this. They threw bomb-ass parties that were free. I don't know who paid for them. Maybe maybe eventually you had to start That's working. That's where the $800 coach came <laughs> <in>. <laughs> Coach, Like, I, I don't know who pays for them. You do, Ray. Mean, right. Yeah, you would have. The one experience I had, there's two memories, probably lots more if we actually wanted to sit down and think about it, but the two were, <laughs> boom, went there. So, so many hotties that you would have not have met if you weren't in that frat because all the girls were just attracted to these frats. My second memory. That we go up to this attic and they're doing these videos of dudes. So I don't know why they were keeping these videos. Maybe all the higher up upperclassmen review the videos and see if you're cool. But they throw me, uh, I don't, it's like a pillow, an oversized pillow. Okay. And they're like, show us how you would bang that pillow. Oh, oh, you're talking about when you got. um, This is initiation. Yeah. Yeah, Initiated. Rush, whatever. But we're on camera. and, And I mean, at that moment in time, I was like, I mean, dude, I, I don't got to do I'm this. I'm pretty sure you've done weirder things in that, right? I so know, I but think it you was, Ray, did that. you hump the pillow? It was so creepy. I think, you know, no, yeah, did coach, you? I laid it down. I just put the pillow on the ground. There's a like, video Mi-. out there of Raymundo <laughs> guys, humping a pillow. I took the pillow and set it on the ground. I was like, missionary, see you guys later. I'll oh, see myself boy. out.
Coach, I don't. I didn't bang the pillow, but I guarantee. But they wanted you maybe to. they thought a decent amount would, and it became a funny compilation of videos. I don't know, but I was like, "This is frat life," and I got to pay under eight hundred dollars. <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> what I was talking. We were at Thanksgiving, and all my wife's families there. All all her uncles, like there's four or five uncles and cousins, and they're all dudes, and they're like, oh, man, frat was so much fun. They're talking about the elephant walk. They're talking about, like, one time my frat brother made me do this, and I'm just like, and you paid for that? <laughs> like, it sounds terrible. I but, will. Well, uh, I will say at K-State, they weren't allowed to initiate us. It was like they took it away because there were so many, like, bad things around fraternities and, and sororities about initiation. Yeah. Because, like, for a week. And, like, of course, there's terrible movies out there about it. but And, and there are, like, certain... No, because it really happened. Yeah. Though. No, it does. Yeah. But K-State banned it. And if you got caught doing it, you got in trouble. So, like, I think the craziest things we did were, like, we had to get a senior food on a Friday. Like, nothing... <laughs> Nothing that really like. So you guys crazy. were basically Uber Eats before Uber Eats. Yeah, <laughs> like it was never anything crazy. It was it was stupid things like that. That was like kind of an initiation, but more of like you. But it was also like a sisterhood thing. Like you would go and you would go to lunch with the senior. You'd pay for it, but like you were meeting the older class. So it really wasn't. But that was like what our initiation was. So I think that's why I loved it. I will say that if you weren't in a fraternity, it was harder to get the. Good-looking sorority girls, like they, they wanted no part yeah. of you. Like, you. You know what was like the the perfect mix that I did in college? Freshman year, I lived in a co-ed dorm, and that's where I met all like the the athletes. I loved the co-ed dorms. Okay, I'm, sorry, I'm gonna turn my mic off. I'm. What's dying. funny about that? That's awesome, Coach. I loved the co-ed <laughs> dorms. We made so many good friends. I was friends with a lot of the K-State football Wait, aren't players. Aren't they all co-ed? No, there's no, female coach. ones and there's male ones, and then there's co-ed. Wow. And I chose the co-ed. It was the best one. And had, what did your dad say, though? Was your dad oh, like, lo- yeah, cool. well, Hey, dad, meet like, my roommate, Juan. So Hello. Like on, <laughs> Hello, <laughs> no. Mr. You Morgan. weren't roommates with a dude. I will use the shower. You have a loofah? You, you weren't roommates <laughs> with a dude. Oh, Lanta. My name is Juan, and uh, <laughs> no. I sleep with your daughter. Where I, no. am, where I am from, we don't wear uh, co- what you call them, clothes? Hello, I am Juan. Oh, boy. You nice did see shirtless guys. <laughs> <laughs> that did happen. But this what? is what, listen. <laughs> on the co-ed, in the co-ed dorms, like on one floor, one side is all women and on the other side is all men. Yes. So like you're not, you don't have male roommates, but like it's co-ed do- and like the showers aren't shared, but like in the building, there's male and female. Okay. Th- that's a huge clarification because yes, at Texas State, they had one side and the other. I thought you were saying you could be roommates with a guy or girl. No, they're just called co-ed dorms Got is what you. they're called. Okay. And so that's what I did freshman year. Sophomore year, I lived in the sorority house with 55 girls. Wow. So much fun. And then Imagine junior that. year, I lived with four of like my best friends from the sorority. Then I graduated. Okay. Are you required to live in the house at some point? I I don't I don't know if now if it's a requirement, but it's like a strong suggestion because that's how you bond with everybody. You're you know you're going to class together, you're eating together, you're doing all the things together, and you're doing so much, especially that sophomore year, that it's like it, you should live there. Coach, I lived in the Zeta house. Let's be real. No, you did. <laughs> yeah, I did. What do you mean you live there? My senior girlfriend, she was a Zeta, and you could guys could stay the night. So we would stay the night. Guys cannot stay the night in sorority got houses. Him. Call, got him. Call Texas State Zeta right now. You and, were okay. probably sneaking in. Abby? No. 
I mean, y'all, literally calm. I'm not making this up. No, I'm not kidding. Guys were only allowed on our floor, first floor of our sorority house, and if they got caught on other ones, you'd get kicked out. I Morgan, that sounds time. realistic. Well, so here's the deal. You could go up in their rooms, but you had to just you had to leave by like 10 p.m. and you could come back at 7 a.m. Could you just stay the night? The house mom's not going to come check your room. I get that, but I, that, you didn't live there. You yeah. spent the night. Well, I stayed the night there. Hand- but even still, you couldn't have guys stay the night. I stayed all the time. And so then the next morning, so at 7 a.m., whatever, they would have got you could guys could come over for breakfast. So I would just go downstairs in my jammies and have breakfast. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I just came over this morning. How's it going? Yes, you could go over for breakfast. Thank and there you. were there were houseboys that were typically fraternity boys that would come and, like, be the ones to serve us dinner and stuff. Houseboys? <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of my sorority sisters weird... that ended up dating and marrying houseboys. That's how they Ew. met. What a weird life. Oh, I'm telling you, it's the best experience ever. As long as you go to a school where that's like a big thing. If you go to a school and it's not a big deal, it's probably not going to be the same experience. Morgan, now how hard is it to be the president? Because I, one of my buddies, like lifelong, I still talk to him. Well, I haven't talked to him in a while, but we're, we're still in contact. He was the president of, of a fraternity. like, And he, apparently he was big, like big dude on campus. How hard is that? I don't think it's like super hard because most people don't want to be that because the president has to kick people out. You have to get in trouble. You have to get like your friends in trouble. It's not like a fun job, at least for sorority wise. I would I would assume it's similar for fraternity. Um, so I don't think it's as hard because people just don't want to do it. And then somebody just kind of naturally falls into that role. I, I do uh, have advice. But it is hard when you're in it, like being it, because, again, you have to get your friends in trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to what like it, uphold Ray? the rules. Small bit of advice. I remember my way ex girlfriend senior year. So this is the cool before thing. you were married. Yes, this is the yeah. cool thing about fraternity it. life, uh, sorority life, all that. She graduated. She got an Excel Excel spreadsheet, and of what city do you want to move in? Perfect. She's a Zeta. You call her if you need a job in this industry. Yeah. There were jobs. Okay. It, I mean. Unless you're just the worst at one-on-one interviews, you pretty much could get a job in any city in America because of the connections through the frat life. Well, okay, it, it now is I've, I've heard I've heard of Thank this. Thank you. I, yeah. I've definitely heard of this, and people have been like, "This is why you." I remember in college, this is why you want to be a fraternity, dude. Like, you graduate and you get a job. Like, you find another dude that's a kappa baba baba baba, and like they'll totally hire you. Morgan, have you experienced that outside? I wouldn't say it's as like. As intense as people say, it might be more for guys, like in that business world, if you want to be in business or study business. But you, yes, you definitely have connections and you definitely connect with people because you could literally walk in and be like, we're both a tried out. That's so cool. And you automatically have something to bond with tried over. Out. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then it's, and but then, then it's it gets like, real, cool. right? Yeah. But, but you, then it gets like, okay, but you have no experience. But so, that's an automatic door opening for someone because it's like, okay, well, we have similar ideas of, you know, what life or, you know, what you should be in successful roles or whatever. So it was an automatic door opening. If like somebody was in a career that you wanted to pursue, that was also a try out. Dude, I would, uh, I'd be the, you said uh, the purpose of joining frats is meeting chicks and stuff. Dude, I'd be the first guy ever to join a frat and meet a dude. You know what I'm saying? Be terrible. No. No, you meet you meet so many people. <laughs> Talking about oh my Lanta. <laughs> hey, what 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 about like were there old girls, Morgan? That like you know people go back to college in their forties or whatever, and they're like, I want to be adult, like a tridelt. Like, do you ever have that? Almost like the movie Old School. No, I mean no, because you can't. But like you would have moms weekend, and all the moms would come and party with you for the weekend. Oh, how embarrassing is that? Oh, though? so like, fun. My mom did a beer bong out of a frat house. Wow. It was amazing. Wow. Well, your mom is cool like my, that. Yeah, but my mom never drinks. 
And then I got to see her like go and have wild. She played basketball with some of the frat guys with one of my other best friends, moms. Like mom's weekend and dad's weekend for sororities are insane. Do Parents any of the moms weekend. hook up with dudes? No, no. None that I'm aware of. <laughs> mom goes crazy, drinks too much, like totally regrets it. Uh, yeah. mom, mom, how crazy did you get last night? <laughs> her, her dude stays for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like this the frats will host them too. Like I'm telling you, parents weekend for sororities was like the best oh, weekend. We were in Florida State. Ray, you weren't there, I don't think, right? It's just lunchbox and me. Yeah. We were at Florida State, and it was parents' weekend, and we thought it was our way in to get into a frat party. We, like, went to the front, and we're like, let's see if we can do this. Me, Cruz, and Lunchbox, and no chance. They didn't even let us in. Oh, yeah. How we were, old were like, y'all? Oh, no. We're to- this was uh, five years ago. We're like, we're Tommy's and uh, so-and-so's dad. <clears throat> Eddie, reconnect. You're popping again. Okay. That is funny, though. You just throw the old parents' name. That'll work. Um, what was I going to say about frat life? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's always cool. You always think... I'm kind of talking to myself. M2 looks I'm like she's going for a workout. Eddie's reconnecting, trying I'm to figure out all you. the technology. But I do have to leave, but I am listening. My final statement on this is, no, yeah, we're every, almost done so your thing about getting denied, yeah, everybody can get you into a frat. I, I went to school in Chicago, and they'd be like, oh, come to Purdue, West Lafayette. We can get you into the frat house, man. Everybody can get you into a frat house until you roll up with five dudes, and then they act like they don't even know you. I, I couldn't tell you how many frat houses. One, this is once I went. I went to a private Christian school, so there's no frats or sororities. So you had to find places to party on the weekend. So I can't tell you how many places. Oh, yeah, yeah, people talk a big story. We can get you in. We can get you in. Until you roll up hard with no chicks and five dudes, you will get turned down every time, dude. <laughs> Eddie, I feel your pain, bro. Florida State, mm-hmm. shut down city. Yeah, but what are you going to do? You roll by yourself? No chance. I guess you just have to bring yeah, but chick. Like it's one, a- one, one guy friend and then maybe a girl. You really yeah. do have to bring at least one other chick mm-hmm. or you, you ain't getting into these houses no matter how many connect. They're like, what? You know John? You do? Well, does he know John? No, he's my friend. One well, half the time they're so drunk. Like, they don't even know what's happening either. And the list, they always have these like 10 page lists of all these people that are able to get in. I'm like, all those people can get in, but I can't. They're like, yeah, bro, you're not on the list. I'm like, well, my friend John told me I was on the list. Well, I don't know, dude. Well, John in there? And it was like before cell phones were popular, so nobody had cell phones. Man, like, I, we tried, my whole college career, we tried to get into frat parties, like, never could get in. And then finally, we got in with, it was, ended up being the track team party. Oh, 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 dude, this was, this was intense. Coach, what were they doing, like beer Olympics and stuff? You're like, guys, I'm tired of running. I'm exhausted. No, I just want to drink. No, coach. It was an intense party. I'd never been in a party oh. like this. I mean, you're talking like, you're talking about athletes going hard. Mm-hmm. Every kind of drug I've ever seen in my life, I saw at that party. Yeah, I will say all the athletes like always got into frat parties. They're like, run a 40, then do a 40. You're like, what the? <laughs> All right, this is the 40-yard dash. You see that line? <laughs> Sniff it all. Oh, oh, what? Oh, oh. That's not the starting <laughs> gate. That's something else. Dude, the first, Dude, I got to say, you always remember your first. Me and South Beach, Texas State. All right, here we go, man. Let's go. That's our first frat party because they wanted new people, new recruits to go to these frats. So, like, come on, come to the frat house. We, Me and South Beach get on our cool Texas State sandals. We had rainbow sandals. I got my shorts on. I'm at Texas State, baby. I'm living life. We walk over. We had, like, a couple roadies. We're, like, hiding, you know, making sure nobody's seeing us because we're underage. We get over to the frat house. First frat party, bro. What's up, man? Let's go. Let's go. Whoop, whoop. Woo. 
cops. We didn't even get inside. Whoop, whoop. They're, they're like, cops, cops, cops. Me and South Beach each. Dude, we had like half a beer each. I'm throwing out. I'm running. South Beach like, we're going to get busted. I'm like, dude, I drank half a beer. Dude, we didn't even make it into the frat house. Whoop, whoop. Oh, no, cops, bro. We're running in our rainbows. I'm like, is this what college life is like? This is crazy, bro. Dude, that track party, I remember this. these two guys, they're like, hey, man, you want some of this blunt? And I'm like, oh, uh, maybe. He's like, man, it'll take you to the dome. I'm like, no, I don't, don't want to go dome. to the dome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go to the dome. <laughs> I want to go to a different little city called Drunkville. You guys go there or no? No, bro, we go nah, sky man. high. You ever heard of Mountainville? No, take- bro, that's terrifying. <laughs> All right, all right, we're done. Morgan, you got to go. Yeah, I got to um, go. We're, we're this done, too. Fun, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Did we talk sports at all? Nah, who cares? I said the score of the game, Coach. That's, I yeah, told you I'd break it down. Yeah, you did, you did, you did. Uh, uh, hey, I've been watching a lot of soccer, so I'm going to be watching that this weekend. I think the finals, England and Italy, y'all don't care. All right, and and then uh, and then uh, Conor McGregor Poirier. That's on Saturday, and then I think we got Game Three Bucks Suns on Sunday. So there's your sports right there. Boom! Yay, sports, go penis. sports. Oh, this Stop says it. England and Andorra. <laughs> no, it should be Italy. England and Italy. There it is. <laughs> uh, dude, I knew Andorra didn't sound right. <laughs> Coach, you're looking at another league. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but that's it. And then Sports Penis will be back hopefully next week. Coach. Back out of yeah. the boards. I'm sorry the court's taking long. I cheated. <laughs> All right, anything else? Ray, you got shout-outs or anything? No, that's it, dude. Oh, dude, pimp your line. Okay, guys, if you need some merch, go to greatone.com. You can get the Sizzin merch. Hit me up on the Instagram as well. I got it all over there. I've been posting about it nonstop. It is gr8-little-side-one.com. Not confusing. Greatone.com. You can get Sizzin merch, and then it'll go away, guys, just like everything will go away. But it's probably uh, a little overkill right now. Well, you know what hasn't gone away? The coach merch. That's still there. Coach and Sore Losers gear. Go right now. Shop Sore Losers. Is that what it's called? ShopSoreLosers.com? Yeah. All right. There you go. Morgan number two, thank you. Bye, friends. Bye. All right. We'll talk to you later. Everybody have a great weekend, and goodbye. As a truck driver, that voice will keep me warm in this cab tonight. Guys, I listened to the podcast on Friday. Ah, Me and my dad are going to do another one on Saturday. It was not good. (laughs) We'll do a sports one just to make up for you guys. I mean, you all didn't talk any sports. You all talked fraternities and sororities. Were y'all not going to talk about that Olympic girl, how she got busted for dope? That'd be a great talking point. How did you guys not talk about the making money for college athletes? People are stealing our ideas. That's huge news. Collegiate athletics getting paid for endorsements, sponsorships. Guys, that's huge. Coach, I did talk to him, and he said that he didn't even watch game one of the NBA finals. Wow. Times are tough. Wow. Times are tough right now. I never thought I'd see it, man. Coach, he was such a faithful guy. Anytime a guy tells you that he didn't watch a major game, you're like, is everything okay, man? Let me tell you something, man. We're all human. We all make mistakes, and that's why I told him when he told me. You got, you got a friend that goes, ah, I missed the Super Bowl last night, man. The next question you need to ask is, is everything okay, man? Are you all right? <laughs> Dang, dude. All right, I got to go. All right. <coughs> 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 